Hey guys, welcome back to podcast members. Wait, wait, wait. What? We're not podcast members anymore. We're not? No. We're porgs, porkies, and princesses. Oh my. <laughs> the pop culture podcast. That is us, guys. We have completely rebranded. Yes. We are no longer just DCP content. We are pod. (laughs) We are pop culture content now. And don't get us wrong, when the DCP is back up and running, we might come back at you with some DCP content. That's not gone yet. Yeah. But for now, we have other interests. We like other things. We like Disney, but we also like, you know, Percy Jackson, Harry Potter, Avatar The Last Airbender. There's other stuff we can talk about, guys. And we're so excited to fangirl over all of the random stuff with y'all. Yes, oh my gosh. It's going to be so much fun. In additional big news, we are also starting off our rebranding by introducing a YouTube channel, which will be under the same name. We are, in fact, recording right now uh, for our YouTube channel. The plan is to release our bigger, longer podcasts and then a shorter, uh, quicker YouTube version of them. Yes. You can pick your poison. I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. That also means we're out with the Epcot. We are out with every podcast comes on Thursday because that was problematic, guys. Yes. We had a hard time keeping up with that. What are we talking about in this podcast, Emma? So today, we are going to be talking about Ratatouille, the TikTok musical. Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, Happy New Year. In oh honor, my gosh. Yeah, in honor of the New Year, uh, as a fundraiser for Actors, the Actors Fund, they put on the musical that TikTok wrote. Yeah. Um, Can I just say I'm super proud of Gen Z? Yeah. For this accomplishment. Right. I was saying earlier, like, I had nothing to do with it, but I have such a sense of pride about it. Like, good for, good for our generation. You, you really yeah. did that. We did. We did that. I also was not a part of it. Yeah. But in spirit, I liked a couple of the videos that boosted them. I am a part of this. I'm part of this. Yeah, me and my friend Tara would send um, the TikToks. She would send them to me over text or I'd find them on like Instagram and send them to her. Um, but yeah, we, I, it was a thing. So, okay, speaking of that, so what was your like prior knowledge of the TikTok musical before you watched it? Okay, so I have seen a few of the videos. I hadn't seen very much of it and I didn't, like I was not on the Ratatouille, the musical side of TikTok very much. They would pop up every once in a while, but I was not on that side of TikTok, like, yeah, intensely. But I had a bunch of my friends would, like, quote stuff to me. So I knew the Remy, the Ratatouille, the rat of all the dreams. I praise you. Anyway, I knew that. Um, I, I knew a little bit of the um oh shoot I can't remember her name Colette Cazette Colette yeah Colette her like tango song yes I knew the beginning of hers where she was like um you want to be mommy mommy in the kitchen (laughs) you think it's cute like mommy in the kitchen (laughs) yeah I knew that little bit 
Okay, wait, can I actually go on like a little bit of a rant really quick? Because um, I had a friend and we were talking about Ratatouille the musical. Like I brought it up and I was like, they're making like Ratatouille a Broadway musical. And my friend is like a dance minor. And she was like, yeah, Ratatouille the musical is so dumb. And I was like, what? Why? I think that everyone's having a really good time with this and it's really bringing our generation together. And like, it's so cute. What, what's your qualm with Ratatouille the musical? And she's like, I saw a video where they wanted the rats to do a Newsies number. And I was like, okay, what's wrong with that? And she was like, rats cannot do newsies leaps they're rats they're little they can't do big choreography like that and i was like they're humans dressed as rats and she was like yeah but it just doesn't make sense in dance choreography terms you wouldn't know you don't know you don't know dance and i was like it's a musical about talking rats that cook right and control humans by their hair like that's I, where your suspended reality is broken. Like yeah, what? It's like what? So my my experience with Ratatouille was one defending it against her hatred of rats doing newsies numbers, right? As you do, and then also um, just seeing like little tiny snippets. I don't think I ever fully watched some of the videos. I'm not gonna lie. It's okay. So for me, I actually don't use TikTok. Um, I'm not very quiet about that. I just don't, I don't know. I've like never gotten into it. I think the longest I've ever been on TikTok was just on Kendall's Live like 10 minutes ago. Um, And I wasn't even like actively looking at it. Um, Yeah, so I pretty much just would send it back and forth with my friend. That's all I had on it. Um, I had seen like Andrew Barth Feldman's cover of the song he ended up singing and like Kevin Chamberlain, I think and maybe a dance number, but I thought it was so interesting that, like, they were writing this musical on TikTok, and that they weren't getting in trouble for it, and, like, that it became an actual thing you could, like, buy tickets to, and then the, like, everything about it just became so insane and, like, really interesting to me. Um, so we've talked about our prior experience, Mm -hmm. so we both went and watched it. Yes. And, um, now what did we think of it? So I personally am, like, obsessed with it. Like, I stand this whole musical really hard right now. Um, I think the casting was amazing. Like, would I have pegged Adam Lambert for Emile the Rat? Absolutely not. Like, I would have never. But was that the best choice? For sure. Like, without a doubt, 100% best choice they made in regards to a meal. Like they made just, everything was a pro choice in their book. I think the way that they, you know, recorded it and like the use of TikTok videos within it was really cool and interesting. Um, The music was so good. Um, Yeah, I'll let you talk too. (laughs) I really enjoyed it. I did not think I would enjoy it as much as I did, but I really enjoyed it. I- dare I say I loved it. (laughs) Same. I watched it twice. Like, I only watched it once. That's okay. But to be fair, that's because I watched it yesterday and we Mm -hmm. were recording today. So I kind of waited. Um, 
but I agree. I really like the use of like TikToks and like that as the dancing. Oh, beautiful. I loved it. Um, I also really, really like the harmonies that they had in it. That That's not easy music to learn. And to no. think about the fact that number one, it's not easy music to learn, but it was written on an app through by like, like children who don't even know each other right for the most part like I'm assuming most of these people did not like know each other prior to creating these yeah they were in like too. a group chat like hey let's write a ratatouille musical yeah and they just like wrote this music this like complicated music to get like Sondheim is quaking right now yeah honestly He's quaking. Um, and it was, like, I, a really interesting, like, mesh of music. Like, you had, like, the tango that Colette sings, and then you have, like, some musical theatery things, like, that Remy and Linguini sang, but then you have Emile's number that's, like, not music theatery at all. Like, yeah. it's so interesting, and it was such, like, a really good use of everyone's talent. What do you think that this means for Broadway? So, I think that this was a really good move like I think Broadway did claim this like my local like Broadway touring theater was publicizing this show like themselves like I think that this is not necessarily like the future of Broadway like this style of concert right because it's like filmed it's very zoom like it's not really it's not so, like you only have to perform once, so it's not necessarily sustainable for any actors had they been paid for this. Um, but I think that for the present, this is a really good way to produce new theater and new content for theater like lovers. And it was a really effective way. I mean, night one, they'd raised over a million dollars for the Actors Fund. Like that's insane that they were able to do that. And I think that that's so important right now because actors aren't being paid because they're not acting so like I just think it's something that's so interesting as for the future of Broadway I think that like this like I think that it's not out of the like question right that TikTok creators could write a full produced Broadway show um I don't even think it's out of the question that this could be a full produced Broadway show I think it could be a really good one in fact um yeah you know, assuming COVID goes away ever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think that like, it's, it's a really good step forward that it doesn't have to be the same set of producers and the same set of writers every time a show is good and is successful and makes a bunch of money. Not that this show itself made a bunch of money because it was like a fundraiser, but um, like it's successful in any capacity. It doesn't have to be well-known creators you can have just random kids on TikTok writing songs and make it a success. Yeah. What about you? Um, so I, I'm gonna do a little bit of the flippity flop. I think yeah. that this one turned out really, really well. And I think that um, the music still felt very cohesive mm -hmm. um, despite having a bunch of different writers. Yeah. But I think that it's really dangerous to um, write musicals this way, specifically musicals, but like any kind of show, it's kind of dangerous to write with separate people doing separate sections because a lot of the times it comes out really choppy and you can yeah. tell that there's a different voice and it's just like chaotic. This one turned out really well. And I do love the idea of 
crowdsourced material. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that this style is going to be a very risky style to like continue on in the future. And this is, I think that a lot of this perspective comes from my training in um, like script analysis and um, my screenwriting and all of that. And so I think that it's, I could potentially have a relatively I hate to say it, but a relatively pretentious viewpoint towards this. And I would like to be open-minded to material like this. Um, so I'm like, I'm rooting for it, but I'm also yeah. very skeptical of it because my training says that it's a very hit or miss route to go on. And so yeah. Like, ah, that, I think that's one of the big reasons why I was so skeptical of this show and, like, why I was, like, why I waited so long to watch it. Mm -hmm. um, but I really did like it. And I did think it was very cohesive. And I liked that the, the like, Remy the Ratatouille, like, that, that like, melody was in. Being brought into two other, like, songs. So then yeah. you, it made sense at the end, right? Yeah. And I so, will. I did sorry, really like that. Yeah, oh. I really like that too. Yeah, and so Just, I do think yeah. it came out cohesive. Oh, for sure. I think that where this was really, where the like different creators per song was really well like managed is in the fact that A, they all wrote for a different character, right? So like Emile's song sounding vastly different than Remy's like made sense because Emile is a different character than Remy. So yeah, his song would be different. But then also having, like, the, I think it was two people who oversaw, like, music and who wrote the scores and, like, made it all feel very cohesive. So while, like, a bunch of different people wrote the music, they had one, like, little team kind of making sure that it all sounded correct together, which I think is definitely the move when it comes to making sure a show can work from a bunch of different people. Yeah, I, I do kind of... I'm like very interested to see where this goes because I do think that it could potentially become a a style that catches on yeah crowdsourced materials because like getting into like the producing side of it if you crowdsource it it's a lot cheaper yeah than hiring a professional and For so sure. I think that it could easily catch on um but I'm also like, things could go wrong mm -hmm. real quick with it. Yeah. I think it could easily get a, bit, a bad reputation in the theater industry, but I personally am gonna wanna be a supporter of it because I, right. I do find that I have an interest in right. that. And we like supporting smaller creators, right? Like it's, yeah. that's definitely a big part. And I think that, if this were a style of show coming out in a time where Broadway was thriving and that everything was going well, I think that it wouldn't be as widely accepted, right? They'd be like, no, why would we do that? Why would we support that? Why would I produce that? But like, because Broadway is such like a question mark right now, like, will it ever be able to even try to be the same in our lifetime? Like we don't, there's not really a way to know, right? So. I think introducing this new style is kind of really effective in being able to support actors and support creators in a time where it's going to be really hard for them to feel supported or to even like, you know, truly be supported. Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
Um, so do you think this could go to Broadway? I would love to see this on Broadway. I would too. Like, do I think it will? Probably not. I feel like Disney won't do that, but, um, cause it would have to ultimately be Disney who does it. Um, yeah, that's true. Cause it is still their, you know, property. Um, so they would have to be working with all of these different creators. It'd be like really hard strategically to make work, but I think that it could be so cool, like in a stage version. Yeah, I agree. I think that I would want to, I, obviously they would have to do this um, to get it to be a full show, but I want it to be more drawn out because I felt like I was, I was sprinting alongside the show trying to keep up with it and I would rather have like a nice stroll potentially I jog at most they would have Um, to actually have like dialogue and actual scenes and have the the story get pushed forward on its own and I think that the songs allow for that but because they were probably working with a time constraint um just because it's a it's technically a benefit concert it's not a show um I think they were probably working with a shorter time constraint, so it was easy to just make Remy narrate everything in between. Yeah. Which I think Titus Burgess did amazingly. I... He carried that show. I was like, him is rat... Not him is ratatouille. Him is Remy. I was like, huh. Interesting choice. Like, I... Right. I don't see the correlation but I love him and I love his work I love Titus so much I know he like sold it I was convinced he was a rat like <laughs> I'm a rat I may not look like it but I'm a, a rat, rat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that there was more Linguini scenes I wish there was more with Linguini and Colette more than like Remy just be like and then the humans fell in love blah 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 like I yeah. get it but like I would like to bring up the fact, I know I've already talked to you about this, Emma, but I just want, I want the world to know that his linguini reminded me so much of Eric Stockland playing Patrick in Haters Back Off. I just, I need someone to, like, agree with me on that because it's just shockingly similar. I'm not saying that he copied it or anything. I'm sure he hasn't even seen Haters Back Off because he kind of young. I don't even know if Miranda Sings is popular with people in a younger age group than me. Right. I don't know. I feel but. like it's also just like such a common character type. It's like the awkward like scrawny guy character type where like you're very overwhelmed and like flustered all the time. It's the mannerisms though. He ha- yeah. they had the same way of blinking and I know that that's so silly because like blinking is blinking mm-hmm. but no they did this weird like lingering blink I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it but like if you've seen it you know you know I need you to go watch a clip of um Patrick and haters back off when we're done recording okay. this and I need to see your reaction and I need to see you be like you're right it's the same mannerisms I'll record it for the YouTube yes please okay. uh, I'm a big fan of Eric Stockland, and so this is like a huge compliment saying that the mannerisms felt on par to me. Yeah. Love it. Anyway, he's on, also so talented. Can we just talk about like youngest Evan Hansen? Like that is a hard role to play. Yeah. And like Linguini was also not seemingly very easy to play. 
like yeah. so, like vocally it seemed very difficult yeah I'm it all seemed very difficult like, like Colette has the accent and her song's hard too like her, her song's not easy you got some breath control lady right like that's nuts and then yeah uh like the Remy song like the Paris I hope you're ready like that was also really hard like stamina wise like being able to get through that song in the first place and then also end it in the way that he did um Emile's song was also very high which I know is like it I think it's easy for Adam Lambert that's just like how he seems to sing but like still talent um all across the board just across the whole board I don't know what I was expecting with Wayne Brady but he was also very good um the little like shtick where they had the old lady singing the chorus line song in her sleep was so funny because that was Priscilla Lopez I think and she played that character in a chorus line so I think that's like so I don't know it was just really cute and like the little 2020 jokes they would make (laughs) <laughs> 2020 bad year <laughs> bad year <laughs> oh I loved it and, it was um, so cute also Wayne Brady pulling up in like full costume I know he had I anytime he was on screen I couldn't stop staring at his like nose that he had done because it's it looked so, so good it was so great like yeah. why did no one else do this he had like ears in his beanie and like gloves like dude I stand Wayne, Wayne Brady. I love it. I love that he was so committed to it. I yeah. loved the little pink nose. It was so cute. Uh, it I was so it. adorable. Uh, I'm a big fan. And then um, Andre DeShields. Oh my gosh. Andre DeShields. And the oh kid who played like young Ego was also so good. So cute. Why did I just turn into Alexis from Schitt's Creek? I went... <laughs> oh, <God>. Ew, David. <laughs> yeah, David. <laughs> um, I, I, him like miming the eating for some reason just like was so funny really to me. It yeah. was like, oh, I just love him. I love so, him. Like, I could watch him mime eating all day. Yeah. So, thank you. Something. I was like watching it specifically thinking of things to talk about when we did our podcast Mm -hmm. something I will say and I know that they didn't have long to prepare but you could see people like reading yeah their lyrics and stuff off the side yeah Uh, and it just kind of distracted me a tiny bit yeah but knowing the style that they did it in it makes sense but I also think that like in future performances Mm -hmm. like that I would like to see them take a little bit more time to work on it so that the actors aren't having to do that and you can get more out of them yeah so for our audience um me and Kendall were talking about this earlier but um Andrew Barth Feldman who played Linguini did a Q&A live after his uh after the thing wrapped and he had mentioned that he the conversation about producing this only started like four weeks before it was produced. So he got contacted in early December. He had two rehearsals, one with the music director and one with the director and then his recording day. So I understand to an extent why they had to read off prompters. I get it. I agree though. In the future, I would want to see a little bit more like memorization put into it. Like it is being treated as a show. I would 
you know, not like to see people looking up and like over here to look at their lines, but like, I get it. Like I will cut them slack, right? Like I'm not going to sit here and Absolutely. hate on them for this. That's just like a, an adjustment I probably would want to see going yeah. forward if this was a style of theater that does hold on for a little while. Yeah. And I'll say that I'm not going to put that on the actors. Yeah, I'm going to say that production probably should have given them a little, like, like a week extra or something just so mm -hmm. that they could get it down more. The music was really difficult. So I would, I'd say give them like two or three more weeks. Right. Personally. And like, um, to some extent, they are professionals. This is their job. Um, I know that putting on a whole entire Broadway show is probably as quick feeling as this was. Cause I mean, they only right had to learn their part. There wasn't like blocking and stuff to learn. Um, but yeah, I just think that I would have, you would have hoped, like, if the conversation started in early December, maybe put the show on in mid-January, give them extra time to learn their lines. But I think they did a really good job. It's not, I don't think it's on the actors. I don't necessarily think it's on production either. They probably had, like, a time constraint, because Disney is a pain sometimes. Love them. Love, Love Disney, Disney. But, like, I could see them being, like, you have three days at the beginning of January. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, like, again, no fault to anyone, but that is something I, w I would pay attention to in the future. Yeah. Um, I still, like, I, disclaimer, I still love it. That was just me looking for something to right. nitpick. That's, like, reaching for something to nitpick on it. It was very well done. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, if I'm going to reach, I, I loved what Ray Wayne Brady did. Like, I would love to see everyone committing as hard as Wayne Brady yeah um I okay also did you notice that it was the the queens from six were Emile's gang oh wait okay I so was six like on Broadway I was thinking Millie O'Connell and them yeah yeah, yeah. no and, so the Broadway ones okay okay I did not yeah so, I love that yeah they were the ones like doing the TikTok dances in his song and like when they broke into the kitchen it was all of them it's so cute. I love that. Right. Oh my gosh. Okay, there was one scene, I can't remember which scene it was, but they had, um, I think it was when the inspector is singing or something. I Not inspector. I, a rat. I, I think it was that. And there's like They're the skinner. rats on like the top and the bottom. Yeah. Um, something that really weird that I, that really distracted me, I the reason I could not remember who was singing is because I was not looking at the person who was singing. I was looking. There was one person that was repeated in the dances. Like there was, they had like the rows and all of them yeah. were different, except there was one like at the top middle and the, and the bottom middle that were the same exact video. And I was just like, was that in Skinner's song or was that in Emile's song? Maybe it was in Emile's song. I cannot remember because I was not looking at them. Gotcha. But I was like, why are there two? And then I was like, are there multiple of other ones? And so I was just like looking at these like squares and like matching them up. And that really distracted me. But yeah. I think that's on me. That's not on them. <laughs> yeah. I think if I'm also getting nitpicky, there were a few moments where like the audios would overlap each other. Where like Remy's trying to say something and then obviously it's a conversation that they're not having with anyone else, right? So then like Adam Lambert would like kind of start like reacting, but Remy's not done talking and like that kind of stuff. I don't know how you would work that out, but 
I don't know. Like that was definitely something I noticed. Like I did notice it. Um, okay. So sorry, big music term coming at you guys, but I am a sucker for like recapitulations. Um, which is like a, do you know what it is? Um, no. (laughs) So I just, I learned this in high school and it stuck with me because it's my favorite thing in music. But so it's where you take like a, like a movement or like a piece of music and you repeat it over and over again in different forms. And I notice it a lot. I take a lot of notice when I hear them in Broadway shows specifically, because I think it's such an immense like piece of detail that you can put into something that not many people would pick up on. And I think it's really smart. Um, Cause you also grow this emotional attachment to this like piece of music. So it makes you feel something when it would come back. And so this whole like Remy the Ratatouille, like that like whole little piece that you know from the TikTok because that's so important. Like that's just what it started as. You then hear it in like Paris, I hope you're ready. And then there's something in like Emile's song where he's like singing to Remy and he has that little tagline too. And I just think that's like so smart and really pulls the whole thing together. It makes it feel like one big cohesive piece of theater, even though it's written by like 12 different people. Yeah, they did that a lot in Hamilton, like Alexander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love, love it when those happen. I did not know the term, but I agree. I am a huge sucker for that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I've heard that earlier in the yeah. musical. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some other things. I feel like I've been definitely like trying to pull out like my more negative opinions because I had such a positive viewpoint of the show that I was like I have to play devil's advocate but I also like I I need to express how much I enjoyed this show despite having those little nitpicks Mm -hmm. Um, that the acting and like the vocals just they were phenomenal they were so good yeah. I had chills through most of the show. Like they would start to go away and then there would be like another section that would bring them back. And I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. I was like tearing up at the end. Also, okay, can we just talk about, can we just talk about the mashup at the end for like the bows? That killed me. I loved it. It was so good. It was so <laughs> I good. I don't like this musical. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> that was fun. It was so oh good. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about, just for a second, how excited he seemed to be there? Andre, Andre DeShields. DeShields. Yes. He oh was my gosh. having the time of his life. I'm so, um, I, he just, every time I see his face, like my heart just like grows 12 sizes. I'm like, Andre DeShields, yeah. I love you. We have to pitch a new TikTok musical. Yeah, like a crowdsourced TikTok musical. Do we want to keep it Disney? Do we want to, like, branch out? I vote for anything. However, I feel like Disney tends to be easier to latch on to. I feel like Disney is easier simply because the only other two I would think of are Harry Potter and Percy Jackson, and those both already have musicals. Yes. So, and Harry Potter has a whole two-part stage show. So, yeah. like, I love just, yeah, I love Star Kid. And the Percy Jackson musical is also really good. You should listen to it. I should. Um, I need to read it first. Yeah. Don't, don't listen to it till you read it, because it is spoilers. Anyway. Um, gotcha. But yeah, so I think, okay, 
why do I, so, okay, when I was in high school, every two years, we would do a production called Star Wars Abridged, which was, like, a 60-minute or less version of the first trilogy, so the whole thing in 60 minutes on a stage, so they're using, like, paint buckets for stormtrooper heads and, like, walkers for, like, the big, I don't remember what they're called, but. I think they're called walkers. Okay, so they were, like, using, like, old lady walker things for those, but you know what I'm talking about. They're not called walkers. I, yeah. I feel like I'm going to get roasted for working in Galaxy's Edge and not knowing what those okay. are called. It's okay. Um, There's too many terms. There are a lot of terms. Yeah, so it was it was really fun. So I feel like a musical from Star Wars could be really cool. Maybe fun not fact. like a 60-minute abridged first trilogy Star Wars, but um, like a Batuzical. Batuzical. That's so cute. Um, Andrew Barthelman actually has a Star Wars musical. No way. Yeah. And you and met then, him in Star Wars land. I need to tell the story. I know. I wanted this to be my cold open. I was waiting for a moment. Okay. Well, while we're here, while we're here, thank you for bringing it around to this. You're so welcome. Um, so I feel like everyone leaves their CP with a celebrity encounter unless you worked in the parking lot in which celebrities don't go there you saw colleen ballinger i did i did see the back of her head i did not see her and i am very jealous that you did um but my last day of training i was um i was with my trainer and she was teaching me um to work the line at doc gondar's den of antiquities and so i was I think, I can't remember exactly what the position was called. I think it was called greeter, Doc Ondar's greeter or something like that. And so I'm outside and I have like a sheet with all the legacy lightsabers on it. And then I have like a thing that says um, like line starts here or something. I don't know. But there was like a line of people to go in specifically for legacy sabers. So what my job was is to be like, are you here for a legacy saber? Get in line. If you're not, you can go in and look at anything else in the store. But this is just for legacy sabers. So I'm like right at the entrance to Doc Ondar's. And um, someone decides to come walking into Doc Ondar's. And I was like, hi, welcome to Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Are you here for legacy? (laughs) I was like, huh? I literally went, are you here for legacy? Huh? And my trainer goes, are you okay? What was that? And I was like, that's a Broadway star. And she goes, huh? Andrew Barth Feldman did not even hear me. I don't think he heard me because he was like walking up as I was saying the spiel. And I was going in my head as I was saying it, I was like, he looks familiar. And I was like, huh, he looks like the kid who's dear Evan Hansen. (laughs) And um, so that's what my legacy, huh, was. It was me realizing who it was. And um, he was far enough away that I don't think he caught me doing that at all. I don't think he was ignoring me. I think he genuinely didn't hear me. but so he just went straight in and I went, oh my God. And my, my trainer was like, show me a picture when we get to break. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But it was Andrew Barth Feldman and it, it took him like days to post pictures. So I was like, no, it's not him. There's no way it was him. I specifically like memorized what shirt he was wearing. So I was like, he'll post pictures eventually if it was him. Mm-hmm. And it was like a denim button up shirt with like Timon and Pumbaa and Simba on it, I think. 
That's so and cute. Yeah, it was really cute. I was like, number one, I really like that shirt. And number two, that was Andrew Barth Feldman, and you cannot convince me that it wasn't. Like, I was so sure. And it took him, like, almost a week to post pictures or something. And um, he finally did, and he was wearing that shirt, and he would, went into, like, um, he went into um, Oga's Cantina, and then he went to a Doc Onders, I think, or something like that. Those were, like, the pictures he posted, and he was wearing the shirt, and I was like, I was there. I was there, and I saw you, and I was on my last day of training, and that's my celebrity encounter with Andrew Breathfeldman. Oh my gosh, I love that. I was shook, dude. I was shook. I literally at a loss for words, because I just went, oh. I love that. Maybe we need, like, a prequel musical so that we can, like, no, that exists! Star Kid did that, too! Uh, They would. They're probably a sucker for Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, same. But, like, literally, I I think they have a show called Annie, and I think that it is, it is supposed to be about Anakin. But I feel like the prequels need a redemption. Like, I don't even know if it's a musical. It could just be a play, actually. Hmm. But I feel like the prequels have good material. They just need a redemption, and a musical could do that for them. Yeah. I think if I was gonna do one, and I know that this is probably a a cheap one to bring up because I have seen it on TikTok a little bit. Like, a couple people have brought it up. But Up. Up could be so good. I feel like Inside Out could also be really good. That one would be wild. And that would be a really good one to crowdsource. Yeah. Um, Because you could get, like, you'd have a sadness song, and, like, maybe anger and fear could have a duet. Yeah. Or, like, anger and disgust. A tango. Guys, make this happen. (laughs) TikTok, make it happen. I, if I was going to do an up one, I would want there to be more Ellie content. Mm Mm-hmm. Someone was bringing it up on TikTok, and I would love to credit them, but I don't know their username. If you can figure it out, I'll put it in the bottom. Nice. Um, I probably will not be able to, because I saw this, like, a while ago. But they were like, they should have an actor for Ellie, because he talks to the house a lot. And Mm -hmm. they were like, him talking to the house is him talking to Ellie. Mm -hmm. And they were like, there should be an Ellie that he can talk to, but no one else sees. Hmm. And I think that that would... Like, the audience can see it, but, like... Yes. Okay, I was trying to figure, like, is she backstage? (laughs) Oh, no. Like... (laughs) She, like, stands in the house, and he can talk to her whenever, like, he's talking to the house. Um, um, I I personally would boohoo at that throughout the show. I also think they need to, like, really develop the, like, friendship relationship situation, like... They could have the same kid who plays Russell play young Carl and, like, a baby Ellie. Although that'd be, like, hard because she'd only really have that part. And then something at the end, maybe. But um, I just feel like they need to, like, they would need, like, a duet. Like, they would need, like, a nine-minute, like, growing up duet type situation. Like, to make you really, sorry, to make you, like, really cry when it's, like, time for her to go. And then when she's coming back as, like, Ghost Ellie, you're like, boo, yeah. I'm sad about Ellie. 
I think that the writer for Ghost the Musical would be really good for that. Yeah. And they'd obviously have to work with the original composer. Right. Uh, I also think the only thing, though, that would make it really difficult is, like, the animals in that movie. Like, all the Lion dogs. King. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Ratatouille. Kenny, Kevin, Kenny, <laughs> Kevin. I would like to personally pitch myself to play Kevin. Oh my gosh, I'm literally, I stand Kevin so hard. Like, I would love to be Kevin in Walt Disney World, be friends with Kevin in Walt Disney World. That'd be so like, much fun. My dream role. I'm, like, my Finsta used to be, like, my name was Kevin Stan account. Good. Yeah. As it should be. And I, a friend was like, give me a character and I'll draw you the, the character really badly. And so I, I was like, Kevin from Up, and they drew it really badly, and I like... I was gonna pitch someone to play Doug, but I can't remember who it was. Ooh, I feel like Josh Gad would be a good Doug. Wow, that's so cute. Right? Um, Why do I kind of just want Andre to Shields to be Carl? Because <laughs> he's amazing. I just think that that'd be a cute musical to do. Yeah. And then, like, they could have a reprise of the, the, like, marriage song. Is that what it's called? They could have a reprise of it towards the end where Carl is singing to Ellie. But, like, in the original one, I don't want lyrics. I don't want lyrics in the original one. Leave it as it is. Have a little montage. I will vibe with watching that. I will vibe with just watching that. I don't need to have lyrics. But there needs to be a reprise where he sings and breaks our hearts. I will melt. I will shatter to pieces. I will be sobbing. Okay, wait, what What if, I know you don't want lyrics in the first one, but what if like here and there, like very quick little, like they just drop little, like they're humming or they're like kind of casually like sweeping the floor and like singing along to this song that they clearly both know. And then at the end, but you only, like, hear, like, the one little, like, phrase, right? And then the rest is just, like, an orchestration. And at the end, you hear him, like, singing the whole song to himself. Like, you get bits and pieces. Like, you have, like, little Carl singing part of it. And, like, adult Carl. And then, like, old guy Carl singing a different part. Yeah. But at the end, he's put it all together. Yeah. Yes, I'd yes. cry. I'd cry. <laughs> TikTok, make it happen. I, I think someone... I think someone on TikTok also did like a lyrics to the marriage song one, mm -hmm. but I really think don't, it's perfect on its own right. and it does not need words to speak for it. Right. So do the reprise with the words have and you? then have, you could have like other parts, like the motif idea that you had mm -hmm. earlier where like in parts that are not the montage from the movie. Mm -hmm. So you could have, like, the scene where he, like, she gets the pin to him and stuff. Like, someone could sing in the motif of that song. But I don't want in that chunk of the show, that nine-minute section or whatever, I don't want anyone to speak. I don't want anyone to say anything. Yeah. I will be crying too hard to hear it anyway. Yeah. So leave it be. <laughs> okay, side note. So before the Ratatouille a girl was writing a Avatar the, the Last Airbender musical. I think that would also be really good. I think that if Zuko sang, I would pass out. Same. I was so determined to not like Zuko because I was like, I will not be like every other girl and have a crush on Zuko. Here we are. 
But also, Sokka with his hair down. <laughs> but also, Appa? No, just <laughs> <laughs> But also, Momo. Iroh? The, gr- the uncle? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to our new rebranded podcast. This has been Porgs, Porkies, and Princesses, the pop culture podcast. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Um, you can follow us on any streaming service that you listen to podcasts on. You can find us where else? On YouTube. On YouTube. We have a new YouTube channel. And on Instagram. You can also find us on Instagram at Porgs, Porkies, and Princesses. Give us a follow, you know, maybe we'll follow you back. Um, Ask us questions. We will answer them. Yeah, give us give us ideas of what yeah. you want to hear. What do you want to see? Do you want book club? Do you want um, do you want like tier maker lists? Do you want uh, just talking about things like we did today? Yeah. Do you want guests again? We can get guests back if you want. Mm-hmm. Not every time though, because that is not sustainable. <laughs> For real. <laughs> this week, um, we're gonna be sending everyone rats and mice and everything nice yes okay thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time see you next time bye-bye bye